minutes past the hour. Hello, I'm Speedy with the Rick and Bubba Show on this Cook's Pest Control Best Of. It's a tribute to Mickey Dean. We start a brand new hour. All Mickey Dean bits. Mickey Dean, uh, internationally known comedian. Uh, he passed away uh, about a week or so ago uh, and uh, will be greatly missed here on the show. He had, uh, had a huge impact on, on the show. Uh, someone that uh, dealt with booking him and, and always following up with him, uh, he will be greatly missed. Uh, uh, but we're looking back and celebrating his life here uh, as part of the Rick and Bubba show. And uh, there, was, there, there were very few uh, storytellers that were better than him. And you never knew what story he was going to come in uh, with. Was it true? Was it not? Did it have a punchline at the end? Uh, we just tried to figure it out along with you because he gave us no heads up of what was going on. But he would also find himself in handles. Uh, we start this hour with the best of uh, the Rick and Bubba show tribute to Mickey Dean. Take a listen. Mickey has a place on uh, a lake. Uh, what's in the lake? Smith Lake. Lake. Smith Lake is uh, in, the, in the state of Alabama. And uh, he has his own place. He's very popular on the river, uh, Mickey, is, as you can imagine. Um, Mickey, were you recently given, uh, from a friend or by an enemy, or, or in this case, it might be, um, a flag to put out at your house? Well, no, I've got an American flag flying. Mm-hmm. I have a, a real good friend in the beverage business, though, mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be cute to, to Casa de Punta needs, I got some lights around it and some different things. Do you have swans. A, a poster or something or a flag or a banner? No, he got me a sign. Like a sign. A, like a beer sign, yeah, like that's... you would see in beer establishments. Okay. What, yeah. what does it say? Well, I don't, it's just a, just a it beer. It says the beer, and it's got a rainbow on it. It's got like different, it's got some little like unicorns and stuff over in the corner. <laughs> it has a rainbow colors across it? Well, I thought it'd be good for the lake. It's got a big rainbow with some little animals, kind of flowers and stuff. Do you, you understand what uh, what community uses that? What you have on your sign is their symbol that hey, we're, we're a part of the team. What community? Mm-hmm. You familiar with rainbow Ameri- coalition? No, you familiar with American League, National League here on the program? What that means in the dictionary? If we no. say someone is playing for the other team? No, I'm not. The American League. Yeah, National League. I know that. They had the All-Star game not too long. No, I'm talking about, you know, people who maybe their orientation leans oh, toward the same they gender. they from either side. Well, or just one side, but it's the wrong side. Hey, Big Bob. You know. What's that got to do with my sign? Well, that's that's their symbol. That's their sign. The, the, I believe you are signaling to the lake that, ex- that I play for the American League. That explains all them fishermen wanting water. <laughs> One wanted to run my trot line the other night. What's that all about? <laughs> Mickey, really, do you have this up? Yes. I thought it's a beautiful sign. Well, you're getting ragged from Smith Lake. Let me just tell you this. Do I need to, what do I need to do? I, well, I like I mean, the sign. N- knowing you, you won't care, but you're thin. You dress neatly. You're tan. You got nice hair. You got nice, perfect hair. Okay. I'm just okay. going to tell you. What's your point? <laughs> all I'm saying is if I went out oh. to Smith Lake and you said, hey, if you want to really catch a really nice bass, may I suggest the spinnerbait? And I'm out there working it. I'm probably going to catch one. Uh-huh. And you go, see, I told you. I'm just going to tell you right now to the American League, you are running the trot line right in front of that thing right there. You're signaling, I'm here, fellas. Come see me. Is it, I'm open? Yeah. Uh, I'm vacancies? Open, I'm open for business. Vacancies? Yes. Hey, at the end of this rainbow is a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it ju- if nothing else, it's just rude to tease that way. Because I mean, Mickey, what what is it a is but, it a but, logo for a company? Yes. 
Yeah, you thought? You thought? Well, it is. I thought it was. I just told him to bring me something pretty. And Big Mike, I guess he thought that would be a little bitty jokey joke. Well, let me tell you, he pulled a good one on because he's he and he said you've got to put it outside now. Don't put it inside. Did he really? Well, I thought he meant because I'm sponsoring his beverage. But I see now. I mean, it's all becoming what? real clear because they were laughing. They were laughing because I thought they were laughing because it was kind of cute. It had little flowers and little unicorns on it and a rainbow. But I thought it'd be beautiful. See, I saw him the other day. He said, what about a rainbow? And I said, a rainbow would be better than a frog or something sure. on the lake. And besides that, you can see it for like a mile away. It's like a beacon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you've got the lighthouse up and people are coming. <laughs> it's a beacon, all right. <laughs> Mickey, has somebody I pulled that good one on up you? To the hey, bank, if you'll take you. a nice red mosquito light and put it by, you're really being busy. <laughs> what? What? What is it now? Now we've eliminated the rainbow. We can't use the rainbow. What? Maybe we eliminate the gerbil. You can't have a gerbil as a pet anymore. You can't fly. No, we're eliminating things. Yeah. You, y'all know Mickey, that. Mickey, will you do? All right, let me. Let's say this. Did everybody agree with this? And it's kind of what Bubba was talking about earlier about the uh, yesterday show or today show about slurs. What you're saying is, I like having rainbow colors, and I'm not going to be drug into this. No. I'm going to fly my rainbow. No. And and, and, and if, if y'all want to, you know, make it out to be something else, you can that's come. On you. you can come right. knock on my door. You can ask for sugar. That's fine with me. You can come see my rainbow. You're in rainbow. touch with your manlyhood. You can come see my rainbow. If any doubts whether I'm a man or not or whether I'm American or National League, get out of the boat, bow up, and ask me. Okay. And I'll tell you. You, you could see, though, with the, your build and, and that, that there could be you – you what I'm saying is I don't want to see you become, you know, in the American League community as Mickey the Big T's. Right, right. Do you Mama. think – do you think – actually, with my reputation – Listen, my reputation, as you guys know it, my reputation, as all of you people know it, do you think for any stretch of the imagination that somebody might think that I was on Let, the other side? I, I'm going to ask everybody in the room, and, I'm, it's, it's kind of, and I just want a quick answer. I don't want you to expound on it. If you did not know Mickey Dean. Remember that you, night we slept together at the motel? That's what, you had on the shower cap. <laughs> right, did yeah. I bother you? No, you didn't. Okay. That, that's not my point. That's not my point. But you didn't have a rainbow jacket either. But, look, but that, that's, not, that's not the point. That's not my point. My point is if I don't know you, that's what I, I'm saying. And it doesn't matter what other people think. You can just say, I don't care what other people think. Which would be, it's fine. You know, obviously we don't. <laughs> right. You know, but what I'm saying is if, if you did not know Mickey, and you see the rainbow flag out in front of his... And then you saw me out there. And he comes walking out in his boat shoes, no socks, his, no socks. his shorts on with his tan, slim legs. He's got his little button-down, button-down a little bit, letting some chest show. He's got his white hair perfectly combed, okay? He's got his tan. Would you think there might be a chance that Mickey Dean is flying that flag to signal I'm, on, I'm, I'm playing for American League? Yeah. Don Juan, I'll start with you. No. Okay, so the flag is up, right? It's up, I mean, and you see out, Mickey walk out of his house. I mean, it's just out there flapping. It's, there it is. Oh, uh, oh, uh, wow, Mickey, uh, Mickey, I'm no sorry. Way. Yeah. Now, if I saw the flag first, you don't know you Mickey. Know. You don't if know. I didn't know you, and I saw the flag first out there flapping. Yeah. And then yeah. you saw Mickey. Ma- maybe. Every time <laughs> y'all see going. a rainbow, that's what you. No, think? I'm saying rainbow. Like, say if the rainbow was flying at oh, Bubba's house, and Bubba walked out of his boathouse, I wouldn't. I think you know, there's something wrong with the flag. 
He, he, he just I, likes rainbow. Yeah, I would go, I'd guy right there. I don't think so. You know, but if you walked out, I'm just saying, does you and the flag, is it a bad combination is what I'm saying. Yeah, flaming. Can I go next? <laughs> flaming. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, baby. All right, Bubba. Oh. One word, old queen. <laughs> Cassio on fire. (laughs) Fourteen minutes past the hour. It is a Cook's Pest Control Best of a tribute to Mickey Dean. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. past the hour Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. it is the rick and bubba show thank you so much for tuning in the cook's pest control best of tribute to mickey dean rick and bubba back on tuesday so many to get to uh enjoy don't for, hey also let me just say this uh coming after top of the hour we'll take a segment you know Mickey Dean was an amazing storyteller, but for some reason, when it came to Christmas time, he really, he really shined. And uh, and I know it's not Christmas time, but kind of want to bring you into our world when it would be Christmas time. Uh, some stories Mickey Dean would bring in to the show. Uh, so that is next segment. Uh, we'll do a a multi bit uh, segment of some of the Mickey's most famous Christmas time stories. Let's continue, though. Now, Mickey, our story today, the veterinarian and the dead dog. You know, I'm going to start this out by saying I love veterinarians. I have a great veterinarian. If you've ever had a dog sick or hurt on the weekend, hit by a car, they're just like our children. And uh, I had a a dog one time that was snake bit. I had a little dachshund that got out in the backyard rooting around in the weeds and got snake bit. And his head, y'all, swelled up big as Don Juan's. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, it looked a lot like Don. He swelled up so big, the ears was real little on his dachshund. Yes. And I took him over there in the middle of the night. I called my vet. My vet came out there, his pajama <laughs> bottom sticking out. <laughs> sticking out. Don Juan wasn't ready for that comparison this morning. <laughs> Sorry, Don Juan. That's why we put you over yonder, Don Juan, so we could talk about you. Look, he's just curious now. Was it anyway, a black tan or a he red got a, No, it was a dachshund. <laughs> was it red bottom? It was a white dachshund. Black and white. Anyway, uh, I love veterinarians, so I, you know the the story kind of hit home to me. You might have heard it, you may not have. Guy got up one morning, had a big uh, look like a dope, maybe a little bit of a Doberman pincher type dog. Okay, with chain around his neck, laying in the basement, wasn't moving. Mm. He went up there and he told his wife, "said Think dog's dead, ain't moving." She went down there and she said, well, he could. I believe he's breathing just a little bit. He, he could be in a coma or something. Right. You need to take him to the vet. He said, no, I'm pretty sure he's dead. No, please, just for just for just so we can sleep good, let's take him to the vet and make sure. So he goes in the vet and he says, I think my dog's dead, but I'm not sure in the vet. So we'll bring him in. They laid him on the table and the vet got the stethoscope out and everything and said, uh, I, I'm, yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I said, pretty sure. Ain't there some way, and you're a veterinarian, that you can tell me that the dog is dead? 
The guy said, well, there's, there's some other ways. And so he went down and he got uh, downstairs and he got out of another pen a black lab. Black lab on, on a leash. And he comes up and the lab looks at the dog and barks. Goes back downstairs. Yeah, he's dead. Guy says, uh, how do you know he's dead? Is there anything else? He said, yeah, I can do one more thing. One more thing. So he goes downstairs and he gets a cat. Live cat. Scratching and clawing. Meowing. And he waves the cat all over the, all over the dog and uh, says, yep, guarantee you know he's dead now. You can go ahead and bury him. You want me to bury him? You want to take him back home in the box? The guy said, I'll take him back home in the box. We really appreciate it. How much you owe you? Guy said, $250. He said, dang, that's a lot of money just to tell me my dog's dead. He said, how much you charge for an office visit? Guy said, well, the vet said $50 for the office visit, but it's $100 for the lab work and another $100 for the cat scan. <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking You got me on lab work. I saw cat scan coming. <laughs> I was in the construction business, and I'm just going to call the guy who lives in Birmingham, so to protect him, I'm just going to say that his name's Red. That was his first name or okay. nickname, Red. We're up in Gastonia, North Carolina. Now, Red is a uh, – he's roughing. He's a roughing. He's you don't a, get the name Red no. just because your hair is no. that color. And, and hair like Rick's and with knots, you know, permanent knots on it and scars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Red was just the one that was always in trouble, getting him out of jail, you know, hard drinking, fast dancing, and, and all of that stuff. Fast dancing? Yeah, and hard drinking. I mean, and, and it was just a miracle that he comes to the job one day and said, I met a woman down at the laundromat. We go, oh, yeah. Well, that's like right. a big surprise. She's a Christian lady, and she took, said, I'll go out with you, but you go to church with me Wednesday night. And they were having a revival, and Red got saved. Oh, that's huge. Red, well, good for Red got saved. And Red came out on the job, and we didn't think it'd take. You know, you've had friends like that. Oh, so, yeah. No, no. Yeah. He, he was just he was trying to impress or whatever. No. This guy read his Bible at lunch. He witnessed to people. I mean, Red was, and to this day, he is a very, very devout Christian man. Well, that's and great. I respect him for it. Uh, you talk about somebody that's taken from the depths to the heights. It was yeah. Red. Yeah. But anyway, Red comes in on the job and says, I'm going to get baptized Sunday. I want y'all to come. Now, he's inviting seven, eight of the roughest boilermaker tank builders to come out, and they do it on a creek behind the church. Sure. A mountain creek that's coming, you know, it's in North Carolina. Cold. This is in the fall, like October. So mm. the creek's Woo! cold. Oh. And they got Red out there in a white smock, and the preachers got him and dunks him down in this water, and all these tank builders are sitting on the bank. They're not drinking. They're just sitting <laughs> what, there. What, Where, what you, I behaving. thought one of them would probably bring a beer or two. <laughs> right. So there's one guy named Claude. He's from Houston, Texas. <laughs> you all right, Mickey? <laughs> his, na- his name's Claude from Houston, Texas. It's been a tough trip. Spelled C-L-A-W-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they dunk Red down in there, and I'm telling you, the water was freezing. They pulled him up, and Claude hollered out, Hey, Red, is the water cold? And Red said, no, it ain't cold. And the guy said, dunk him again, preacher. He's still lying. <laughs> <laughs> and the church bank went nuts. <laughs> the preacher even lied. Well, you got to laugh. And the preacher dunked him again. <laughs> <laughs> of 
course, my mother was funny. My mother was uh, a very funny lady. She always had a lot of stories. I don't know if I told you. Don Juan, you can believe this or not. I'll bring a picture. I had long hair at one time. Oh, It wasn't gray either. Yeah. Now, by today's standards, it probably wasn't all that long, you know. Kind like the Beatles? It wasn't like yours. Probably you have long hair. Mm, not really. I, I had real you, long you hair. You had real long hair. I'm talking about beetle looking, you know, just down yeah. below the ear. Kind of a mop cut. Hold your hand. Yeah, I do too. And so, mother hated it though. Coming from a large family in the country, she, she didn't go for that, you know, and she kept saying, You look like a hippie. You're a hippie. You know, you're a hippie. This was My bad. dad used to call it a buzzard. Where'd that come from? I don't know. You're like a buzzard. Yeah. I don't know. Well, old buzzard's got that old stringy stuff around okay. his neck. All right, maybe. Anyway, she, every morning I'd go to school and get you. Now, of course, folks, y'all know, and young people out there, the more your mom and daddy wants you to get something or thinks not cool, the more you want to hang on to it. Because you're don't, trying don't to be. To this. See, I want you to learn a You're trying to be an individual, yeah. see? And so if, you, if your mom and daddy don't like it, it's bound to be cool. Well, you ain't smart enough to figure it out yet, and I hadn't. She just knew that how you going to get a job? Looking like that, mm-hmm. you know. How, you gonna go down to you? You gonna go over to to uh, the food store, mm-hmm. sack groceries, yeah. and, and they nah. But anyway, I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I was about six. Got my driver's license. She came in from work one day, and I said, "Mama, I found a car down at that car lot down yonder." You heard it? No. I found a car down in that no. car lot in '64 uh, Chevrolet, yellow, super sport, four speed, black interior, three hundred, three hundred fifty engine. Oh. Van. It's what a car I dreamed of my whole life. And then that got me a little job, too. And I said, Mother, I can't, they won't let me buy it on time. You you got to come down and sign. I didn't co sign her. Yeah. No, okay. No, absolutely not. You got to sign. And absolutely I, not. Sign. She said, I'll tell you what I'll do, big boy. She called me that. I was about 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do, big boy. You get that haircut. Absolutely. I'll not only sign, I'll make the first payment. It's $37. Absolutely. I kind of teared up, you know, standing there in the kitchen. I said, Mama, I've been going to church a little bit. I've been dating that girl that goes to church, and I know for a fact that Jesus had long hair. She said, yeah, and he walked everywhere he went. <laughs> Internationally known comedian Mickey Dean. Uh, some uh, Some classics, man. He will be missed for sure when we come back. His Christmas-telling abilities were second to none as well. We'll we'll explore that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. This portion of the show here on the Rick and Bubba Show brought to you by ButcherBox.com/slash/Bubba. Uh, look, I'm telling you right now, they've got everything you need. They got uh, 20 different cuts of meat to choose from. Their boxes ship fresh right to your door. Uh, if it's beef, if it's seafood, if it's uh, chicken, you name it, scallop, whatever, they've got it. Sign up at ButcherBox.com/slash/Bubba. Take the hassle of trying to run around to the store away uh, and get that. Uh, shipped right to your house when you sign up you'll get free ground beef for the life of your membership start enjoying the best meat you'll find out there save money and get that free ground beef for life at butcherbox.com slash bubba you can always find a link at rickandbubba.com all right so i have tried my hardest and sadly we're going to get to the top of the hour and we're i mean we're not even going to get everything in uh mickey wise uh there's just no way uh and we are 
it, it's we're playing a tribute to Mickey Dean today uh, on the Best of Rick and Bubba show. Uh, we just I just want to take a little bit of time here just for one segment because we've had so many emails, so many people uh, saying, "Please, Speedy, don't wait till Christmas time to plan because you you know it's a tribute to Mickey Dean." Please give everybody a flavor of what it was like during Christmas time uh, when Mickey would visit the show. And so here we go. Uh, here is the best of uh, Rick and Bubba show. Uh, some Christmas themed uh, bits here on the Rick and Bubba show. Take a listen. Right now, it's time for international known comedian Mickey Dean and his story today. Everybody say, Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Come on. Hey, Mickey. Tell it. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Sing it, Madeline. Hey, Mickey. Now, Mickey, uh, today it is entitled The Christmas Wish. Mm-hmm. Did y'all ever. Uh... I don't know that I ever did. You ever write a letter to Santa? Yeah, oh gosh, yes. Absolutely. Every year. I don't know that I ever actually sit down and, and wrote one. But I mean I know a lot of a lot of kids do. I don't know where those letters end up, you know, and, and I it's guess, Santa's workshop. And, and yeah, and he, he's probably but big he enough, recycles. But he recycles and yeah. reads them everything. Little boy uh, went to his daddy and, and said, uh, probably about like Boomer. Yes. He said, uh, Daddy, I, I, I just really want one of those new racing bicycles, you know, the Chrome Molly, the Mongoose, four or five hundred bucks. Mm. Son, you, you, your grades are so bad, you, you never mind me. You don't cut the grass. I don't think you're going to get a bicycle. Well, I'm going to ride Santa Claus, and I'll get a bicycle. Guy said, mm. If I was you, I, I, I'd, I'd write, I, I'd send a letter to heaven. I'd write Jesus a letter and asked for a bicycle. So he went up and Went up in the, his room, got a little piece of paper out of his desk, and he said, Dear Jesus, I have been an outstanding student oh. and a wonderful child this year. And he stopped, and he said, He knows that's not true. Right. He knows that's not true. I can't say that. So he threw that piece of paper away. He said, Dear Jesus, I have been a pretty good boy. Mm-hmm. I've made fairly good grades and sometime I do what my parents want and he got in the middle and he said no he wadded that up and threw it away dear Jesus a used bike <laughs> would be okay provided the tires are fairly good I could get by with a used bike. And he's something. no, man, a Christmas morning, all the Bobby and oh. Ray's going to have new bikes. I'm going to be on a used bike. So he threw that away. Ha! <sighs> this guy walks out the house, runs down the sidewalk, Baptist church on the corner. He's got a blanket in his hands. Nativity scene. Runs up, grabs the Virgin Mary, wraps her up in the blanket, and takes off running. Light still on. Boop. Pulls the cord loose, light goes out, runs all the way home, runs up the stairs, runs in his room, puts Virgin Mary wrapped in a blanket in a closet, gets out another piece of paper and said, Dear Jesus, listen carefully, follow my instructions to the letter. I have your mother put a new mongoose bicycle on the corner of Elm and if you want to ever see her again. (laughs) See, it was a kidnap. No, yeah, it was a, I, 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 no, I, I got it. It didn't happen in Harpersville yeah, either. Yeah, 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 I, <laughs> all right. 
Uh, let's make a list of people offended by today's show. Yes, and, uh, Every Baptist preacher. <laughs> yes. Everybody with a small child wanting a bicycle. Better you, throw the Catholics yep, in there. Let's see, not forget them. When you ran to the nativity scene and grabbed the Virgin Mary, you might as well put the entire Catholic church in there. Well, we unplugged the power, so the power company would be mad. Yeah, so... Uh, Mickey, I mean, it sounded like it was going to be such an endearing story, and it, you just, I, it Mickey, starts... I thought it was very funny. I just couldn't laugh. I had a sausage ball. I, in my I mind. thought it. I thought it was because it came from way over here. You know, I yeah. Mean, he 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 was desperate. I, I understood. Oh yeah, uh, for a bicycle, and he thought the only way was extortion. Yeah, and we all know, little kids out there, that doesn't work. What you need to do is you need to be good. Mind your mother and daddy. Do your chores, and Santa Claus will surely bring you a new chrome bicycle. That's what you want kind of a Christmas story. You remember when you were growing up in the neighborhood, there was the top toy that the guys were getting, oh, yeah. you know, one year. So we all going to get skates. We all going to get a skateboard. We all going to get a, one of those banana bikes. You know, we're going to get something. And it was BB gun that and grew up in industrial A lot city. of hype. BB gun. Everybody was going to get BB guns. We were going to go on BB gun safari, spend the night, go down on the creek, shoot snakes. BB gun. Daddy had been laid off from U.S. Steel. There was a strike in 56 or 57 that lasted about 18 months, mm. and we almost starved to death. And it was just that particular Christmas. But I had that I had that catalog by the bed, and it almost – you ever read the little four or five sentences in the oh, catalog yeah. so long until you can memorize them, but oh, yeah. you still read them anyway. And you keep thinking, what do they mean by that, that peep site? I don't know what they mean by that. You know, you just analyze it and analyze it. Well, it got Christmas morning. No baby gun. Had my I had my heart set on that nineteen ten model with the little round thing on the side with little leather straps on it that you hook to your saddle mm. like we had a saddle. Sure, like you're gonna be on your horse. Yeah, but anyway, that's the one I wanted. And uh, me being the type of kid I was, I was I'm like like I am now, real sensitive and real aware of other people's feelings. <laughs> uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to hurt my mother and father's feelings. Big hearted Mickey. Big hearted Mickey. Well, I just said they're they're doing the best I can, and they feel bad because they didn't get me one. And why should I pout about it and make them feel worse? Did you really think like that as a child? Yes, I did. I did. I I was humbled, and and I knew Daddy was doing the best he could. And when you're eating a little red thing off the bologna one morning, you realize, hey, we don't have a whole lot of money. Sure. (laughs) So. I just borrowed a BB gun, you know, my buddies, Robert Marr and Bubba and all of them. We just, we see a BB, I'd see an unattended BB gun. I picked it up and shot it. You sure. Know, just wished I had one of my own, but I didn't. That's the first part of the story. Second part of the story is 48 years later. 48, 48 years later. 48 years later, I moved in with my mother for a couple of weeks after my divorce. Mistake, but I did it anyway. Sure. Well, you didn't well, have you to love mom. Mother, I mean, her her health was she was not feeling well then, and I thought, well, I can kill two birds with one stone. I need a place to stay. She needs somebody to kind of look after. Her. She said, "You always said you'd remodel my bathroom. What'd be a great time? You're right across the hall from it." <laughs> I remember her saying that you are six feet from it, son. And you stay in here. You work on it when you want to. Take as much time as you need. I'll buy all the stuff. Tell me what to buy. One thing I do want you to do, though, I want you to remember this. I want that hot water heater out of that bathroom closet because Daddy put the, the only closet in the bathroom had the hot water heater in it. Can't put towels or anything in there. Just open the door and there's a hot water heater. I'll put it in the hall closet, Mother. Oh, that'd be great. Could you do that for me? Hot summer day, soaking wet, blue jeans, T-shirt on, in there taking that old hot water heater out. And behind it, when I slid it out, there was a cardboard box. Uh Uh-uh. 
that had an old orange bow. Probably at one time it was bright red. Dust all over it. Barely could make out the writing on it. And I said, you know what? That looks a lot like a baby gun. You are kidding. I'm not kidding. One inch thick, six inches wide, two or three feet long. And I thought, man, and I wiped it. My heart started to race. I wiped the dust off of it. You could still see the daisy on there. And I opened it up, and there's my 1910 Red Rider baby gun with the little straps. Just the like leather. the movie. Yeah, and I pulled it out. and it, it, I still got it. It's in pristine condition. It's had a little rust right on the end of it. 48 years had been sitting back behind the hot water heater. And I thought, Mother has hid this from herself. And I got mad about it for just a little instant that my BB gun had all my life had been sitting behind the hot water heater for 48 years. But by the time I got up and got it out of the box, I got over that a little bit. And then I felt kind of sorry for her. I walked out into the hall and hollered. Mother was in the kitchen cooking breakfast. Mother! She walked to the end of the hall and she's wiping her hands off with a with a towel, I'll never forget it, wash rag. And I said, what? And I held it out, and I said, Mama, my baby gun has sat behind the hot water heater for 48 years, and without missing a beat, she said, is that the one you wanted? <laughs> and turned around and walked out. You don't get any better than that, folks. Merry Christmas. I'll be over here if you need me. You know, all you people out there that have older children, I'm talking about two or three year older, they try to take the surprise out of Christmas for the other young ones. That's all I'm going to say. You're, okay? you're right. You're right. Santa Claus does indeed exist, and he comes down the chimney and he does all the nice things that mom and daddy tells you about, but parents sometimes have to help him out and buy a few things too. Because he can't be responsible to get all the toys that you want sure. in that big sleigh. But sometime the older child, two or three years older, my son was five, Scott was five, Matt was three. Scott was smart for his age and found out where Daddy had hid the Christmas that year. And a great place. It was in the drop ceiling above the pool table in the den. Parents, that makes a great hiding place. I'd moved one of the panels aside and put the toys up there and thought I'd found the perfect hiding place. But somehow Scott found out. He could smell toys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, while I was at work and his mother was at work, he goes down in the basement and takes little Mac by the hand, takes a pool stick, moves the panel to the side, and shows the small child all his Christmas Thanks. Covers it back up. Yeah, thanks a lot. Somehow he didn't do a real good job of explaining to little Mac exactly what was going on because he was still a little confused. He met me at the door when I got off from work and said, Daddy, can you keep a secret? I said, yeah. He said, follow me. And he got me by the hand, took me down in the den, and he pointed up at the ceiling and he said, Daddy, there's toys up there. Thousands of toys. <laughs> but you can't tell anybody because if you do, Santa Claus won't hide them there again next year. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
Seven minutes till top of the hours. The Cook's Pest Control Best of Tribute to Mickey Dean. If you're just joining us, uh, Mickey passed away uh, here recently, and we are playing a tribute to him because of his impact on the show and just on us personally. Uh, Mickey Dean, internationally known comedian. Getting a lot of questions on how can this show be captured forever. Uh, Well, it is on our podcast channel, so just go to rickandbubba.com. Uh, or I should say go to the podcast channel and search Rick and Bubba, uh, and uh, there's information there. Or you can go to our website, like I just said, and get information about the podcast. But just go to wherever you search podcast and uh, and listen to podcast. Go there, search Rick and Bubba, and then boom, there it is. Uh, enjoy. Here is Mickey in a handle in traffic. Mick, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. And I and I want to tell y'all that I love, you know, a lot of times I get up and I'm, I'm at the lake and I get up there and I leave pretty early and you, you furnish me a lot of good entertainment on the way down 78 and through the traffic and everything. I got to admit, I got up the other morning. You ever get in a car to take a pretty good trip and as soon as you get in, you've gone maybe a mile and you think, I should have gone to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the worst feeling. And then you start kind of looking for places and you're thinking, well, they ain't, you hate gotta to be stop. And you get sitting there and you're pretty Pretty comfortable. Well, that morning it snowed. It took me three hours to get from Walker County to here. So mm. I listened to the pretty much the whole show. But I was I had it on a uh, a.m. because I listened to uh, Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rick and Bubba, boom! I hit it first thing out of y'all's mouth or the lady that was talking. I put Cheerios in there and have him bomb the Cheerios. I have him make bubbles. <laughs> And I start to get that little uncomfortable feeling. I thought, what's the odds on me just about peeing on myself? And they're talking about, of all things, potty training. Oh, yeah. And y'all were talking about pinching it and this and spraying and this and that. And I mean, oh, I am. Gosh. It's one of them where I now start to arch my back. Yeah. Oh, that, your, the, kidneys your kidneys are swell up and yeah. they push against that nerve and – and I'm starting to arch my back, and I'm thinking, gosh, dog. Did the water sound effect? How did oh, that? Oh, yeah. And then you started. The woman called in, and you started doing it. Oh, yeah. And then pee-pee in the potty no, had sure. to be played. And by this time, man, I am dying. Oh, my gosh. So I, so I come to just traffic to a dead stop, and we don't move for about five minutes. Oh, no. And I can oh. see a Texaco station up there about 300 <laughs> yards, but I know that I can. there's no way I can make it. Oh, no. I look to my left. There's nothing but a huge dirt bank. You know how they scrape that? Oh, yeah. Huge dirt bank looking straight at that dirt bank. I can get out, I say to myself, and I can open the door, and I can just be right here on the ground. That's a great, great thing about being a man. Leave the door open. The other people coming this way, that traffic's moving because it's going toward Walker County. So I got it covered, and I let loose. I mean, I still got some pretty good pressure for an old Do man. you really? Yes. Congratulations. Yes, I do. I wondered about that. Well, yeah. Sometimes I have to put my foot in commode and just go down my leg, but most of the time, right. I got pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let it ramp off it your comes big toe. and goes. Well, this was back to, this is the worst I've had to go in a long time. And once you start. Yeah, the cutoffs. Back. Y'all change enough diapers to know. Once yeah. it's cut loose, once the faucet's open, yeah. you can't close it. And I was just at the point where the, I had relieved the pain, and I was fixing to just let out a. Yeah, maybe and shiver I a little bit. And I heard somebody say, 
Why don't you just pay on the road, Gooden? <laughs> I say good. I look up. Now it's great to be recognized. <laughs> it's great to be recognized at the Galleria sure. and places like that, and, and out, out at, at when you're anywhere. You know. And hey, Mickey, how you doing? Love the show. I don't mind that at all. But don't ever now and then you just want somebody not to know yes. who you are. This is one of those moments. And I look up. There is a road on top of the dirt bank, a service road, bumper-to-bumper traffic. They're not even moving. And the guy's in a white Ford pickup, hollers, Hey, Mickey, why don't you just pay on the side of the road? Well, I just... At, Reaction because all them people are looking at me. Right. People are rolling down their windows. Hey, good. Smoke's boiling out of their tailpipes, you know. I wheel around right quick with the door open. Now I'm peeing on in the seat of my Cadillac. <laughs> I can't get this thing stopped, and okay? You're trapped. Oh, it's no. impossible to stop. No. You can't so stop. So I say, hey, I ain't peeing in my Cadillac. <laughs> I don't know these You'd people anyway. So I wheel back around, and all of a sudden, the heckling starts. Oh, Mickey. Woman rolled her window down and said, Looks cold out there, ain't it, Mickey? <laughs> and I went, I am being heckled while I'm trying to pee. And then another guy hollers out, Looks like a stack of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> then a woman in a white Mitsubishi, little white Mitsubishi sports car kit said, You dropped your blow gum. <laughs> And then a woman in a red Taurus pulled off. She had the best one of the day. She said, look like a button on a fur coat. <laughs> Thanks a lot, y'all. What, what about when you when you come around you realize I can't I'm not, believe you did that. I, I got to face the music now. And, I, and you, they were all ready to. And they were blowing the horn. And he actually, he said, hey, Mickey, just pee on the side. And we must have been 100 yards away. Oh man! And it sometimes it's just I just you know like what, to be though? not known. Yeah, but really seriously, when you're in that bad a situation, it's almost worth it. it you yeah. get back and come uh, go. You felt a lot better. Oh uh, yeah, but I was sitting in what I'd have picked. Right. Yeah, of course, when you got back in there, it's dunking yeah. you. Well, it was just <laughs> splattering. You were all right. Then you turn that heater on and you go, wow! I'm on the trade car. I like it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed a tribute to Mickey Dean here on the Best of Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.